Do you like podcasts? Do you like listening to podcasts? Do you have ears? Do you like Justin and Chrissy? The That's our names. I know. We have a podcast. It's called So I Married a Movie Geek. Check out this clip where we talk Star Wars sex. This is, I don't know how to explain this articulately, but the, what quote unquote gives me lady boners as far as this goes is not a person and not like, especially not like a guy where, you know, like hair support or, or Luke or, you know, even if I swung the other way and said, Ooh, Leia. Hey, what do you want? Ewoks like stacked on top of each other. <laughs> I mean, little double Ewoks. If I if if I were gonna go that route, I would just go for Chewbacca. Like, why do I need two stacked on top of each other? When I can have Chewbacca. So you like movies? Do you like good times? Check us out. We're so I married a movie geek at Movie Geek Cast on Twitter. We're on Facebook, iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, all those other things. We'll see you at the movies. Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Hello, and welcome to Podstalgic, where I take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. And for this episode, we're doing a older movie, and joining me for this review is Mariano, one of the rotating hosts over at TV in My Brain. Hey, Mariano. Hey, Peter. How's it going? Uh, doing pretty well. Uh, thank you for joining me uh, on this episode, which is a movie that you chose. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's one of uh, one of my favorite uh, animation uh, animated films, so I'm glad to be here for it. Okay. Uh, yeah, this movie that we're doing is uh, the Princess Mononoke movie. Uh, that came out in 1997, but we're kind of go, kind of go off of like the uh, American release, which was uh, I just had it. It was actually October 29th, uh, 1997, or no, I'm sorry, 1999. Yeah, 19, uh, October 1999, the U.S. release. Right, and um, this. Let me see. Um, I know very little about anime, but just to okay. kind of throw this stuff out of the way. Uh, a couple of the other movies that came out the same weekend, uh, House on Haunted Hill, which is a, a remake, being John Malkovich, Music of the uh, Heart, that was one of my favorites, mm-hmm. and I think that's it. Did, did you ever hear of um, Thicker Than Water? Thicker Than Water. That sounds familiar, but I... I... I feel like it had like Fat Joe and Mac-10 or something, or it had like okay, some that... rappers. That sounds uh, may not be those rappers, but I think it might have some on there. But I, okay. that does sound like it. Uh, it's funny. Beyond John Malkovich came out, huh? That, that's yeah. one. Uh, I really like that movie too. It's a, uh, okay. So my wife Allegra and I, we we have similar tastes, and we end up like watching what you might be calling like kooky or weird films, and that's kind of one of them. Like okay. Beyond John Malkovich is one of them. I actually really enjoy that one. It's, okay. it's pretty much out there, uh, and it's got a um, well, John Malkovich is actually in it, playing himself. People right. are able to go into his like subconscious or something, uh, something to that effect. Um, and it's uh, John Cusack was the main main character. Cameron Diaz. Yeah, mm-hmm. Cameron Diaz. That's right. And yep. she looked really weird. <laughs> like, her hair. Just, I think her was, hair yeah. wasn't even like brushed or anything. Right. It was just unkempt the whole time. But uh, anyway, that's that's the one I, that I've seen uh, that came out that weekend. 
Okay, I don't think I watched any of those. Um, most of the ones that I listed, actually, no, uh, House on Haunted Hill. I did watch that in the theater. Uh, I do remember that. The other ones, like Music of the Heart, being John Malkovich, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And Princess Mononoke. Obviously, I saw those a little bit later. Uh, what what I did forget to ask you was. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you tell the listeners, like, uh, you know, about you and Allegra and some of the shows that you cover over at TV 8 My Brain? Oh, yeah. So uh, Allegra and I uh, do TV 8 My Brain on, a, on a Core Temp Arts. And what we've covered, uh, we started covering Atlanta uh, last year. And unfortunately, they're not going to be back this year because, uh, you know, uh, Donald Glover's too busy being, uh, you know, Lando Carlerizian, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So, uh we since then covered um, The Man in the High Castle, uh, Good Girls Revolt, and we are finished up Taboo and are in the middle of covering um, uh, Legion for FX. And it seems like we're doing a lot of FX shows because uh, for, for the last few years, FX has really stepped up their game as far as like putting out quality, quality uh, television. Uh, I think for me, it started with, uh, with Justified and The Americans. Those are really excellent television shows. So Allegra and I, we pretty much liked, you know, we watched a lot of TV uh, movies and uh, we, I don't know, just decided let's start podcasting, join the group and see what, see how it goes. You know, we had no idea how that was going to turn out. And I think we had pretty good uh, chemistry together, um, you know, so we're not getting divorced anytime soon, just in case <laughs> anybody was wondering. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, you guys are doing great. You you guys stepped in and you guys picked up like all these other different coverages and so yeah, definitely check the um, check out those other shows. Now, it, the funny thing is like you are doing awesome shows and I just don't have the time to to, to watch <laughs> any of them. And I and I do like right. Man in the High Castle uh is a show that like people um have like recommended to me and I just I just can't get around to it and um you know, I, I, I have a Hulu account I, I could watch it on. or No, it's Amazon. Amazon, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do have an Amazon account I can use, but just I have no time. I can barely, you know, catch up all the shows that I cover on TV at my brain. So, uh, but eventually, I know. eventually I'll, I'll, I'll catch up on some of those other stuff and, and listen to you guys. It's, it's tough because there's so much content out there. I think with, I, I feel like every week Netflix is dropping something else and Netflix has come up with so much quality too, you know? Oh, right. And I think uh, all the streaming services are just giving the network television, streaming services and like the um, basic cable channels, I think are giving the networks a lot, a run for their money. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. They really are. And uh, obviously Amazon, they're, they're trying to get in on this as well. Um, the number one song at the time uh, when this movie came out was Smooth by Santana and Rob Thomas. I remember when that album. Well, I got tired of that song, but I do remember that album <laughs> because uh, I used to work at, at that around that time. It might have been the last year I worked at a music store, so we would get like uh, new releases, like you know, every Tuesday. So I remember that was a big album that year. But I don't know. I'm not a big Rob Thomas fan, so you know, I don't know. It's it, that song got played played out in my mind. That's just my humble opinion. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I can see what you mean, um, but I think I'm a bigger Santana fan. That like uh, I don't really care about the Rob Thomas. 
Okay. That's probably what it is. I, I actually grew up on Santana. So I, I grew up on the um, the stuff that my dad listened to uh, mm-hmm. growing up. So uh, big fan of Black Magic Woman and all that. So, Oh, no. Very qual. I mean, no, it's definitely a uh, uh, great musician um, with, you know, all that, all that history. I just... When he did that album, which was, I mean, which was good about it at that point, is that he had so many different artists on there, and and he did have a couple. So I can't think of any right now, but that Maria was a, Maria, well, I yeah, think was also on that's that. true, that's mm-hmm. true, and uh, and oh god, he had another one with, I guess Michelle Branch, but I can't remember the name of that song either. But I know that oh. was another one that was getting a lot of airplay. Sounds um, familiar. I remember yeah, that name too, Michelle Branch. Yeah, she she was a thing. She was a nineties. <laughs> yeah, she was a nineties singer. Yeah. <laughs> Not my cup of tea either, but, you know, I just knew, again, we sold CDs. We were, like, definitely had to listen to everything that came out, like the more popular stuff. But then at least we had free reign to play more obscure music or, or more fringe, you know, uh, alternative rock music or whatever people didn't know about and trying to influence influence the people that walked into the store. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I uh, I remember music stores. Uh, Tower Records used oh. to be by my house. <laughs> yeah, they, so, they existed. They existed. Yeah, this they is really like, did this before is, iTunes. This is last century stuff, uh, Peter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. <laughs> Not too far ago. Right. Um, so this movie, it's a... Uh, okay, uh, again, I already mentioned I'm not a huge anime person. So if you are, don't hit us up and try to shit on the things I say. Because I, <laughs> I, I don't know this universe. Uh, Miyazaki, okay, uh, apparently he's a big deal. Right, the, it, this is a Studio Ghibli, yes. so it's you know it's um like Japanese Disney, and I gotta tell you, this movie took me about three or four sittings, and not because I was disinterested, it's because I've been working a lot. So when I'm sitting down and watching, it's hard for me to to really get through the entire movie. So I try to watch bits and pieces, and because of that. I don't really quite understand the order of how things went just because like one night I'll watch from point A to point B and then I'll watch point C and then I'll be like uh, the next time I'll be like point B and C again. So I'm all over the place. <laughs> and uh, this movie is extremely long too. It's over two hours long. That's that's one thing I, I forgot when uh, you know when I when I suggested it and then I started watching it going, holy crap, this movie is two hours long. You know, for anime, it's it's interesting because you always think about animation any animated film is generally not that long you know but right. he but it's funny but he uh that studio did always uh i feel like for the most part came out with really long films you know okay uh, you know spirited away i believe was about two hours um uh howl's moving castle is another one uh and um nausicaa i think is the name of one that one of the later ones, and that was also about two hours. It all seemed like a lot longer than you than you think, but I don't know. I just really always enjoyed the way that that he was a, pretty, a really good storyteller in my eyes, and and I've always been drawn to to his uh, to his work, you know, to the studio's work. Yeah, when this movie came out, um, I don't remember the release in the theater, but I was working at Blockbuster when it actually came to home video. So ah. I'm definitely familiar with the movie. I just never watched it again, not being into anime. And I don't know what it is. Um, I don't know if it's the the style of of the cartoon. Maybe I'm just way too used to your traditional Disney, you know, animation. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's right. why I could never really get into it. But I have watched anime before, but typically they are 
based off of like other properties that I'm more familiar of, you know, like uh, video games um, right. or just movies and stuff like that. You know, like Street Fighter. I've seen like the animes of Street Fighter. So, I mean, I know those type of people, you know, or those characters at least. And with this one, yeah, it was just, it was tough for me. And <laughs> it, again, just it's so long. But um, I think that's like probably one of the only knocks I really have of this movie. It's just it, it's just too long. But everything else, like in uh, in general, it, it is a very good movie. So I'm not the brightest man in the world, and so I may have uh, some trouble understanding the story. So let me let me tell you what I think this movie okay. is about. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we got we got a uh, we got this uh, this guy. Uh, he, He's not a prince, right? He's just some kind of like he, samurai in training. No, he, he is. He is a prince. A oh, prince. Okay. Uh, yeah, he should talk mm-hmm. You know, let, let's actually go over some of the the voices real quick. So, sure. I'm I'm not a huge fan of dubbed. Uh, I prefer. But neither things, am I. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, so I was watching it in subtitles, and no, wait, I forgot how I started it, but I was listening to the dubbed version, and I can hear a lot of those voices. But to me, not that I was offended, but I didn't really like how a lot of the people's accents were all over the place. And these are all supposed to be Japanese people. Right. You know, like, like again, I'm not being offended. Like, I don't feel like they were whitewashing or anything like that. But I just, you know, you got Minnie Driver in here who plays like Lady uh, Ibashi. You know, right. she's got a clear, like, British accent. Um, right. And then you got... Billy Bob Thornton, who's not even trying to hide his. No, he was not. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and it was fine. But but that's the thing. Like um, these are big names, but I feel like their voices kind of kind of uh, bothered me a little bit. And so I so I started watching like the Japanese version. Um, so that's why I may like have missed things and not quite understood. So um, the the Prince Ashitaki, who I was just about to talk about uh, in the. American version, he uh, is voiced by Billy Crudup, and then we have uh, Claire Danes provides the voice of San, who is Princess Mononoke, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. And um, Lady Ibashi, who I just mentioned, is voiced by Minnie Driver, already said that. Um, Well, well, Billy Bob Thornton was a uh, a monk. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. He's a monk. Um, The the big wolf uh, is... Jillian Anderson from X Files, right? The giant wolf. Uh, that mm-hmm. is Moro. Mm-hmm. Who, who is there? Anyone else uh, worth noting? Really, like a bigger character? I think those are the main ones. Uh, okay, because everybody else is either part of the Iron Town or um, just random like samurai, but not nobody that really has a lot of lines like they like they do. Okay, I got it. So, and I'm not even gonna try. The the Japanese uh, voice actors, I apologize. They <laughs> right. did an amazing job. This movie <laughs> did win Best Picture uh, at the ja- uh, Japanese Academy Awards. So, um, oh, Best I'm, Picture, I see. Wow, that's well. It's I, I, the interesting thing about watch rewatching it and again. I, I saw it when it came out in the U.S. Uh, and then I watched the dub version first, and. Then I ended up watching the uh, Japanese with sub, uh, English subtitles, and I like that version a lot better because I'm not a big fan of dubbed. I think it works better in animation, but again, I think the voice acting, like like you said, was a little off. And there are certain parts of the film where um, I think, especially when there's scenes in in uh, in Iron Town, where you have just almost like comical 
portrayals of the certain characters you know like some of the women there like voice the whoever voiced some of the women so the women that were like um uh, part of that man. town yeah mm-hmm. i just felt like some of that was like okay it's a little um random or random comical i don't know it's not not it didn't seem to fit you know okay. but when when i listened to the japanese version with the subtitles i, I was like okay i felt they felt i think more natural as far as like the way that it flowed with the with the film Right, exactly, and and that's that's the problem I had with the dub version. It's just because like um you know you get all these talented actors, but they are not privy to the culture, you know, and and maybe right. like the way people actually really spoke. So that's kind of not that I got lost in that, but it that it it did kind of I, I guess it did rub me the wrong way a, a, a little bit, or at least at the least it took me a little bit out. Probably took some things away, yeah. Yeah, it kind of did, and so so I did um, verify, and it did win Best Picture. So it's not wow. Best Animation, right, and that kind of right. makes sense, you know, with anime being from Japan, and that's right. their thing. So they probably consider it all one and the same, and maybe not categorize right. it. So maybe someone can correct uh, me on that. Um, um, also, it's, it's I mean, it's pretty epic as far as a film. I mean, when you very oh absolutely when you, when you look at the storytelling, and again, this is why like um, um, uh, Miyazaki is his storytelling is is so I don't know, it's almost be- beautiful in the way that he tells the story. You know, and I know this, and this was um, a little different than this previous work. And so be, it, this is a little more more dark. And in fact, I didn't realize until I watched it again. I'm all like, oh man, that's right. Uh, uh, there's like people getting like beheaded by arrows and you know that yeah. kind of stuff right pretty violent so, yeah pretty violent um it doesn't have the um uh, pg-13 so yeah that makes sense yeah that I, makes sense i didn't think yeah. it was r or anything like that but right. definitely not pg i don't think yeah. and violent yeah. oh yeah wait this is not for kids yeah um, right even 13 yeah 13 should be fine if they were into anime i think 13 right. is a good right. age Okay, so I'm going to try to explain what I think this movie is. Go for so, it. So I guess there's like a like a fight between the humans and nature and uh, this big deal with like technology. And Prince Ashitaki uh, fights a boar that was possessed basically because of this um, bullet, right, that he was shot with. So that's the, that's the technology and... And so he gets cursed and has like this uh, this arm that uh, has like super strength, and it tries to consume him anytime he starts like getting angry. So throughout the movie, uh, oh yeah, so he gets sent away. Well, th- there's a word for that, you know, when you're banished from your. Uh... Oh gosh, um, I, I want I was gonna use the word banished actually. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> I so, mean, I figured, yeah, yeah. So or he, exiled. exiled, exiled. There you go. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah. <laughs> so he was exiled from his village uh, because of this. Uh, they chop off his hair and everything, or yeah, he cuts his own hair off. But they're they're like, okay, you embarrass us, and so he tries to go find a like a remedy for this to like a like, like a, something to heal him and then he come across this like this uh this other village called the iron it's iron town i believe iron town okay it. yeah there's an iron town there's a lady ibashi who kind of runs things brought like a bunch of prostitutes over to kind of help yeah. build and i guess there's iron there and so basically the rest of the story is a bunch of battles between like the demons that are protecting the village versus Lady Ibashi and her people because they keep cutting things down for the iron. 
and to, to make weapons, and right. that's pretty much it. And then in between <laughs> much, there, yeah. there's like a there's a, a princess, a, a, a spirit princess. You know, that's the sand, right? right? So right. okay, okay. So <laughs> it took me four viewings to get that. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much the gist of it. Uh, we, okay, uh, it's it's um, watching it again. Uh, uh, it's basically a pretty obvious question of uh, man versus nature or technology versus uh, lack better word um, uh, tradition although tradition is probably not the right word uh, and the the thing about it is that the iron town with uh, with the lady they were taken away more and more of the forest because there were so many riches in the forest as far as like the iron and the um, uh, Moro who's the the biggest wolf, you know, with her two um, cubs, and the cubs were giant. Uh, we're trying to be the kind of the last defense for for the forest, which is a kind of a sacred or or magical forest, basically. And so, I guess they already drove off the giant boars and other animals, and the the spirit. Basically, there's a spirit in the forest, which is that creature that turns from an elk with a, like a human face, right. and, then, and and then turns at night turns into like a giant being. Right, the the Nightwalker. Yeah, the Nightwalker. So there's that, uh, and basically the uh, prince just wanted to find a, the cure for this. And I think the the little old lady in the village, who was their either their seer or their um, medicine woman, for lack of a better term, yeah, uh, sent them in that general direction of the forest to find a cure for it, for that basically what was going on with his arm. And that's the thing. And I saw like he he would. Like when he got angry or he was being pushed and he had to fight, he would like shoot his arrow with precision and he would like decapitate or take off arms. I mean, it was just, his power was immense. Yeah. And I guess, um, yeah, the the curse, it does that to things. I mean, like the boar, um, which by the way, that that opening scene with the boar, it was was pretty... Pretty unsettling. You know, it's it's a very scary image. I mean, we, we mentioned how dark in tone this movie is. And it's got like this boar is like wrapped around like some kind of uh, looks like worms, worms. right? Like, yeah, kind like of, really like, weird worms. And yeah. and when it falls off of him, it's still jiggling. Like the detail in this movie is like something I've you know never ever seen before. And um, just the littlest uh, of things, they they've all thought about it. Like you see the evolution of like the rifle in this movie as well you right. know where lady lady ibashi is uh holding the rifle like it's some sort of um like like a rocket you know like she's right. she's holding it over her shoulder but it's clearly you know just as small as a rifle not not a not a rocket so right. i i like seeing that and there there's one point where uh, one of the villagers is like ringing like the alarm and you can see like the indentation in the metal like for how often they have used it in the past so just right the, the minutia of the detail in the animation is just it's it's a I, I, again I, I don't watch anime so this is just crazy to me well it's interesting I uh the first the first film I I uh watched from uh, Studio Ghibli um was uh the uh, uh my neighbor Totoro which the only reason I okay so I had a, a really close friend of mine who's who since passed away um who she loved cats like she was like cat lady in training basically and she told me she's like oh i got this movie you know uh my neighbor totoro it's really great and i was like i'm like what are you talking about you know because <laughs> that's the first i ever heard of it and she's like you know watch it because i used i used to work at us um at an elementary school she's like watch it and show it to the kids right it's all right so 
I watched it and basically the gist of it is uh, a father and his two daughter, young daughters move to the country to be closer to their mom who's sick in a hospital somewhere. Like, I don't know, they don't really go into what illness it is, but she basically is in the hospital or, or recovery or whatever. And so they move to the country and in there they, they face these magical creatures, which are called totoros, which are basically like giant cats. You know, and so it's all about the adventures of the little one who's like five and the older one who's like, I think, nine or ten. And what captured me when I watched this film was the the animation itself. Like like you were saying, the attention to detail And this movie. This film was years before Princess Mononoke. And the, the attention to detail, whether it's the vehicles are driving, the water that they're in, like when they're like taking a bath or. Um, like dust bunnies, the house that they, the country house they move into, the the uh, creatures, the totoros, the the just the train, all these different and background. You know, like you probably noticed too in prison. And okay, there's like a lot of background. Even when they do like those sweeping uh, shots of the forest, you know, the little creatures, the little kind of like ghost creatures that are kind of randomly showing up in the forest. So when I saw that film, uh, my neighbor Totoro was like, "Holy crap, this!" This is like amazing. Just the detail. It looks so, so good. I've never seen anything like that at that point. As far as like animation, you know, this is way before like Toy Story, you know, and, and when they start, you know, the, the things that are being done with animation now. And from that point on, every any time a new film would come out, I would try to either but watch it if it was on the theater, if not wait for it to come out on video and buy it or, you know, watch it from from Studio Ghibli. So I became a big fan of theirs just because of the quality of the work, you know, that almost like the quality that and the eye to detail. And, and just I feel like those guys are true artists. You know, they're not saying others aren't, but just the, the attention to detail and storytelling, because it's not just putting all their effort or energy into making it look good without really telling you a good story. Because even from that film, My Neighbor Totoro, that's a, a really good story um, if you ever get a chance to see it. And and I believe that one might be one of their shortest films. <laughs> it's okay. Not, it's not two well, hours. <laughs> in that case, yeah, I'll watch that next. No, but th- this, uh, I think, would, was a, uh, actually a great introduction in, into anime for me. It's just like, it's nothing that I really tried avoiding, but nobody really explained to me, like, what the hype was about like why people was really into it like i obviously know that it's got its audience and um i just i didn't uh, i i had some friends that watched anime but they were like all i really heard was like naturo and dragon ball z and stuff like that right i probably probably said one of those names wrong but (laughs) you know i just i just never got into it uh it was i don't know I think the only thing close to like a like a Japanese uh, adaptation that I was really into was Power Rangers. You know, only okay. like the, that first iteration, and then that was it. And once they started changing all like all these people out, and like now they're all different types of Rangers. That's when I was like, okay, I'm done. Right. Um, yeah. So, but uh, like one of the details when you were talking, I just completely forgot about this one moment where um, Ashitaka, Ashitaka, Ashitaka. Yeah. Oh, Ashitaka. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he go, he's at this village, and like all these women, all these uh, prostitutes or former prostitutes, they they take a liking to him. They think he's very handsome, as, uh, right. at least in comparison to like the the men that are actually around <laughs> right. there. Right. And like, there's one point where he uh, he like takes off his shirt and he goes to, like help them out, and they're like, um, like I don't know, they're like pumping this fan, you know, to to blow heat or whatever. And like one of the women, like her, her, I guess her top, like keeps slightly coming undone or so. Right. I, I just, I was just like, that's, it's a, it was a kind of a 
interesting detail, you know, that just that they threw in there, you know, and she just kept on like trying to uh, keep it together with like one hand. So I, I, I like that, you know, I was just like, this is really different. Um, which I, I just, I guess like all my life, um, I just kind of associated like anime. Well, it's a cartoon. So, you know, it's probably for kids. So I just didn't know how adult some of this stuff could be. Oh yeah. Uh, I, my, I'm not like necessarily, um, I do like anime. I'm not a huge fan or very knowledgeable too. So, you know, the, the disclaimer, disclaimer still out there that don't get mad at me if I say something right. like goofy or whatever. But, um, I remember uh, one of the first things I saw was Akira. That was a long time ago. I can't, to be honest, I can't remember much of it. Um, but I did uh, watch uh, Cowboy Bebop, which I remember that was that was I really liked that one. And there's certain movie, more movies than than like uh, shows. I I didn't. I try to get into certain shows, and I, sometimes it just doesn't grab me. You know, there's uh, I think there's one called Seven Deadly Sins, which people really like, and I tried watching like the first few episodes, and it's just I just couldn't get in get into it. All right. Uh, how about let's talk a little bit about the the demons because uh, we get all types here. We got uh, monkey uh, monkey demons, or right. like, I don't know if they're actually demons, but we got um, yeah, they're apes, all types of animals. Right. Yeah, yeah, the apes, uh, which also look scary. They're like black silhouettes with red eyes, like shadows. I mean, that's a, that's funny because I was the, uh, when I when I first saw this movie, I remember that going like, what what exactly? Because they were throwing they were throwing uh, either rocks and stones at uh, Shitaka, if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe it was a son, but either way, they were just kind. Of, oh, they wanted to eat Ashitaka, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, something like, like that. Bring them, yeah, yeah bring them. Yeah. We, we want to eat them. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, not that's not a good introduction. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, that's kind of scary. They were kind of creepy because um, they were more shadows than than real characters. I mean, or real. Um, like they didn't show the animal; they just showed the shadow of the animal. Right. You you don't get like the the details of their face or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, what about those um tree? Tree spirits, yeah, tree spirits. So the, whenever the ones they w- that click when they yeah. move, I found them fascinating. <laughs> they were just really interesting. It, it, they almost, I just didn't really make sense because everything else is more like an animal related, whether it was a giant animal as opposed to the tree spirit, which was they were like little man, little white people, like very tiny with shaking heads that clicked. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I guess the, cause, but I should talk a new of them like he had like a lot of knowledge i guess maybe this the um his people might have known of these things you know the more uh uh spiritual things and because he knew that he knew that they weren't going to harm him and that they were going to and they led him the way out of the forest and meanwhile the guys he was carrying uh from iron town were freaking out the whole time or that one guy was freaking out the whole time anyway he was he was scared of them it seemed like the spirits, like um, you know, knew he wasn't a threat, and it probably right. kind of speaks to like um, uh, Ashitaki uh, Ashitaka's mm-hmm. village. You know, they are probably well educated in these type of things, and um, you know, being like the last dying breed of samurai, I, I guess. You know, so they, you know, uh, it, it makes sense. You know, because they got that, um, like you, you called her a medicine woman of some sort. Yeah, she was the elder, or yeah, yeah. I mean, she she um. She was knowledgeable because when she knew right away that there was a demon within um, mm-hmm. the, and I, and I can't remember the name of the of the boar because he did have a name. I guess he was the leader of the boars before he got infected, and she knew there was a demon within him. She knew what to do at the end, and even still, like the the war was was still kind of shitty to her. <laughs> she yeah. cursed her or something at the end, but she also knew to, that uh, Ashitaka had to leave, and pretty messed up way. And when they exiled him, uh, he nobody could talk to him. Except the sister showed up, you know, to say goodbye yeah. to him, but nobody was supposed to talk to her, to him on the she way out. She was there for like two, like one minute. 
yeah. um, which was interesting. And like she gives them like a map, right, to to kind of right. help them. Uh, I I do like that scene too, where where yeah, she exiles him, and like you see like the. Um, you know the the disappointment from from the other guys. You know that they are losing right. uh, this this young this young guy from their from their village. Uh, that 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 boar god. His name is Nago. Yeah, Nago. Because I remember um, when towards the end, when you have the rest of the boars coming, basically getting themselves ready for the last war against the humans, and uh, they were they were speaking of how how great he was, and you know when because uh, um, uh, Ashitaka basically, you know, fessed up that he killed him, you know, and then he had to because he was infected by a demon, right? You know, and I'm talking about Ashitaka as a character. He was like pretty much like the the most, uh, uh, I guess I would say righteous, but he was definitely a really a good guy as far as a good guy is gonna go, right? I mean, he even though he was affected by that de- part of the demon in his arm and all that, he was he was like he was very honest to say the least. You know, oh, and, absolutely! Like like that uh, one scene where he, um, well, at least his arm wanted to attack uh, attack Lady Ibashi, right? right like right. like like his if he hadn't held back his arm, like uh, his arm probably would like you know slit her throat or kill you know definitely killed her. Right. And like he even says as much, you know. Um, Does that right hand of yours wish to kill me now, Ashitaka? If it would lift the curse, I'd let it tear you apart. But even that wouldn't end the killing, now would it? No, it wouldn't. It would have to kill all of us to be at peace. But he is good, you know. He he's kind of like in the middle between all of these, right? Right. Kind of like playing all sides. Um, what did what did you think about the monk? Uh, I know we end up finding out that he works for the emperor. The emperor. That's the word. Yeah. 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 And so, something about retrieving like the head right. of the. So the emperor believes that the the head of the uh, the the. The spirit of the forest, uh, also right. known as the Nightwalker, but once when he becomes a Nightwalker, if if they can get his head, that that's gonna help him live forever. So that was the I guess the the legend that the emperor. So he sent him out there. So basically, he's a spy who's trying to gather this as much information and then going in there and taking that the head off of the the Nightwalker. And uh, yeah, he was. I didn't like him from actually when I first saw it. I remember the first scene when he was in the village and. He helped Ashitaka basically get some rice for that uh, pearl. I don't know if he had a pearl or a piece, a of, piece gold. of gold. Piece of gold, right? It was yeah, gold, yeah. Gold. And uh, I'm all, and, and I just didn't trust him. I'm like, yeah, he's a little too, too friendly, too helpful. <laughs> What's gonna, yeah, to too helpful and all that. Yeah. yeah, right. I'm like, hmm, I don't know about this, you know. Uh, but he was definitely had his own agenda, and uh, and even at the end, it was them trying to get away with the head as kind of all hell was breaking loose, and he's still trying to get that. At the very end, I mean, they barely survived out of that whole situation, you know. Uh, and it, he he was just all about getting that for the emperor. Now, so I, I don't know. I I didn't care for him. I actually I was I think mostly turned off by uh, um, Billy Bob Thornton's voice when I listened to the dub version. I was really that was like my least favorite um, interpretation of that of a character as far as the voice acting is concerned. I was just like, oh. Oh, Billy Bob, you're not even trying. <laughs> right. No, I 100% agree with you. If if that was the, you know, and now that I think about it, at some points, I actually don't like Billy Crudup's voice either. Right. No, some I, points. Yeah. Some points of it. Um, I, I agree, yeah. I did see somewhere that um, I, I guess Leonardo DiCaprio was also like like a like a choice for oh. Ashitaka. You know, and that, that would have been fine. Like I would have bought that uh, more as somebody younger. 
because right. in '97, that's when Titanic came out. That's when right. you know the Japanese version of uh, Princess Mononoke came out uh, came out as well. Right. So uh, you know we we would have bought him more as a young man. I felt Billy Crudup like you can tell he's more mature in his right. voice. That's a good point because he's supposed to be I think anywhere between 16 and 18 or something like that, right? I think the character think of so. Shitaka, yeah, just he's, young still, man. he's still fairly young, yeah. Um, and uh, I know we're talking about the the, the demons or uh, and so we had the apes, uh, the the boars, which had this huge fight with the humans. Right. And uh, and the wolf uh, Moro, which are two cubs, I think those are the last ones of the wolf clan. Um, and I believe that's it besides the spirit of, you know, the, the little spirit people in the forest. Um, so I can't think of anybody else from their side as far as what, you know, the, the magical forest are, that are living, living there, um, yeah. and fighting the humans. And then with the human faction, you have the samurai trying to take, uh, the iron town, basically they're trying to take some of their land or their riches or whatever they're making out of, uh, out of, uh, tearing down the forest, you know? Yeah, it, this this movie, like we mentioned, how it's long. Um, obviously, the the audience that is into this type of movie, they you know they probably don't mind, and it's fine. I feel like for the casuals, it could have been um, you know something maybe if it was like broken down into like like a two parter or a three part miniseries of some sort, because it's a lot to digest. You know, you got. So much going on the story, then you got to think of the mythology um, that right. they're introducing us, and just all the different uh, characters and their motives and their backstories. Like we just talked about the monk, like right. That's something that could almost kind of be entirely like taken out, but it's fine. Like it's good, you know. It's um, it's just very interesting. Just just how they don't really connect, but they all ser- serve a purpose in one way or another. It's interesting that it's uh, as a two parter. I can see that being more, you know, or like a mini series or something like that. You're right for for the castle, but to be honest, I didn't. When I wa- only watched it because of it being a Studio Ghibli movie, you know, like when I first saw the advertisement for it, and I was like, oh, let me just let me just check it out because it's there. And I trust their their work, you know, and their quality, and cause I had no idea. <laughs> like I think I might have watched it like two times, like back to back nights, because I had no idea, like what was really going on overall <laughs> you know and it's it is so long and there's so much going on there's so yeah. much information thrown at you um but i mean i i i guess that's why they would win their own uh, their version of the academy award is so it's like a sweeping story it's so so like uh so many layers and just so much substance you know and oh yeah i, I, I definitely you know and again this is my favorite from studio ghibli um you know, and it's, I know it's so complex and everything, but it is. And I, I like, uh, besides this one, uh, Howl's Moving Castle is pretty good too. That one's a pretty interesting film. Um, and then My Neighbor Totoro being like, just because that's the first one I saw from, from the studio. And, uh, um, uh, Miyazaki's work. Uh, yeah, just, I mean, he's, he's got so many movies and it's, I don't know, just, uh, I, I feel like, uh, it's just beautiful work. You know, and, oh, yeah. and I don't know how long it took him to create this, you know, film. I mean, I'm sure it took a long time just to get, you know, think of the just the animation itself, uh, you know, and, and the the sound, you know, getting the voice actors, uh, music and all that. So oh, speaking of which, what do you think of the song like towards the end of the? <laughs> I, th- I thought it was fine. OK, y- you know, yeah, I 
I don't mind foreign movies. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, I I don't I, I didn't have a like an issue with like any of the music. Actually, I thought mm-hmm. it was actually pretty good. Um, what what were you gonna say? No, I was just thinking not not necessarily the score. The score was good, uh, and then it was appropriate to the film. But when I was watching the, uh, like I said, I watched the uh, subtitle first, then the dubbed, and so when I watched this, the the Japanese version, I didn't it didn't bother me because it was just a song. You know, it's like basically I think like it was towards the end, right? I think uh, uh, the song was about the forest and nature, but then when I listened to the English version of it, I don't know. It just it just seemed like really corny. But that's just me probably like liking the Japanese version better just because, you know, I feel like it has better flow, you know, overall with the acting and all that, you know. Right. See, and that's that's see, that's what you lose sometimes in the in the dubbed, uh, trying to um, you know, just kinda make it something a little bit more palatable, you know, for right. like the American audience. Uh, I, right. I think that's that's kinda what happened there. Now, we mentioned that this movie is uh rated PG thirteen and I was kind of thinking about it. I feel like this might be too much, even for like a teenager. Do you, do you think like some could digest this? Or uh, yeah, thirteen. I mean, it really depends on the kid. I would think. Um, I I because there is some some. I, I don't know if it'll hold their interest. To be honest, you know, to some thir- to a random thirteen year old or the average thirteen year old, um, some might be able to grasp it and get into it, or maybe take a few tries to 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 like it, but. Uh, but then again, it's kind of hard for me to say I'm so far removed from that age, so I can't really right. <laughs> tell you wh- whether or not. Uh, but as far as the the certain vi- uh, violent scenes, I I don't think it's too much. Uh, they, you know, being anime and, and, you know, it wasn't necessarily gratuitous. It wasn't like a lot, but it was pretty. It kind of took me aback, though. The, the I think the decapitation one was the one that really kind of took me aback going, oh, crap, I don't remember this happening. Shit. Okay, I guess that's, that's uh, pretty heavy here, you know. Yeah, it, not only like um, you know, talking about like in terms of the violence here, not only was um the arm, uh, Ashitaka's arm, enabling him to be like a very good shot. Like those blades got to be really sharp too, right? Like, right. It's got to hit like at the right joints to right you know, to cut off like the arms and the head. Yeah, it's it, it is pretty violent. Oh, on that on that note, uh, what do you think of the style as far as the uh, animation style they used when they shot the arrow when the arrow was shot? Because you, it's almost like a, it's almost like a, the unsteady cam, you know, kind of like as the arrows flying. Yeah. And and I, it, I feel you get the, like the POV of it too, right? So it's kind of interesting. I, I I just uh I realized that uh, watching it again that I I really I really like that. I like how how they use like almost like the erratic movement of the arrow It's going true as far as like the target, but it was erratic in its movement and the sound you had that whistling sound and it had, you're right at like a point, like a POV uh, uh, angle as far as like the, the arrow being shot. So then I think, I mean, he, he only shot a handful of arrows throughout the movie, but it was pretty, uh, it was, it was a very strong as far as like the visual of it. Oh yeah, that's that's all he needed. He didn't need to shoot very much. Uh, he was able to get, right. you know, he was really kill good. a lot of people with one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I I really like it. You know, just kind of like trying to envision it right now. You know, you really get the sense of um, you know the arrow kind of ripping through the air. You know, yeah. and yeah. So I like that. Uh, like it a lot. I mean, visually, it's stunning, and I feel I feel you know maybe that's why. The movie is kind of long because it's not like there's a lot of dialogue. I feel there's just so much going on that they kind of, kind of give us a little bit of a of a room to breathe, you know, from like hearing the story, the exposition, and then also just kind of 
just watching the movie as well. So right. maybe that's what it is. Um, because like for me, and I think as a podcaster, I'm just like, come on, let's let's get on with it. Let's right. <laughs> you know, just show me what I need to see, mm-hmm. and so I can record. And that was my problem with the movie. Like, mm-hmm. I don't mind long movies. I'm a big fan of Titanic. That's like that's over three hours long. Right. You know, and with this one, I, I think I, again, just not being uh, into anime and not really understanding what I'm supposed to be watching and trying to consume it all, it was just overwhelming for me. Right. You know, but um, yeah, I think it looked awesome. Good. Uh, what did you? So overall, you would you recommend it? I I would I, I would recommend it. Uh, I you know give a disclaimer and just say hey you know this definitely isn't for kids. Uh, this is what you could expect coming from somebody who's not really uh, into anime. Uh, but one one thing that uh, I have been doing ever since I revamped the show mm-hmm. um, on IMDb, the score is eight point four. And Rotten Tomatoes has a 92%. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so that was pretty high. Uh, in your opinion, like, which would you kind of lean more towards as far as those uh, scores go? So what was the IMDb score again? 8.4. 8.4 out of 10. And wow. Yeah, yeah. And 92% out of 100. Okay, I guess if I if I have to take a look at it, like try to be as unbiased as possible because of my history with, with uh, Studio, uh, Studio Ghibli's work and... Um, with that particular film, uh, I, I think, I, yeah, I think eight point four, anywhere between eight point two and eight point four. That sounds about right. I mean, um, as far as when you when I look at the whole the whole movie, you know, I think of uh, storytelling, the actual uh, animation aspect, um, the again panoramic kind of sweeping uh, shots at times, and and the attention to detail. And I mean, the only thing that's maybe a downer is the dub version, but that's just the acting. So, and and when you listen to it in Japanese with sub- English subtitles, it it actually doesn't have that problem to me. So, I mean, it would be, yeah, close to a nine. You know, that's a that's a. I know those are high marks, but I would uh, I think objectively give it similar marks. You know, because it I just feel it is a it's it's a beautiful film. Uh, yes. You know and. Uh, I'm not surprised that it won the Academy Award over in Japan. I mean, just—I I mean, I don't know what else was going against, but just, right, just for the that film and and the style and the the story and you know and I again I know it's magical and everything, but I, I wonder how historically uh, accurate it is in de- depicting the people, you know, in the right. f- in the film. It might be. I don't know. I mean, uh, it would be nice if get you know find that out somewhere else. I can do some research to see if there's any like. Uh, accuracy as far as how they how they portray the people which I, I wouldn't be surprised if it is accurate because of the type of work that that they do there you know that studio ghibli does yeah they um i i'm pro- probably going to lean more towards the 8.4 as well uh just because i mean this isn't my cup of tea but i for what it's worth this is a great movie um i think if i kind of lean more towards like the 92 percent, i think that's assuming that i'd probably watch it again I mm-hmm. have made that decision whether uh, whether or not I'm going to watch it again. Right. It's just really long, but I think I would at least watch it one more time. I probably wouldn't buy it, um, but I do want to check out that uh, the one you were talking about, My Neighbor. No. My, my Neighbor, my neighbor Totoro. Totoro. The, the short one you said? Yeah. Totoro, well, okay. Short-ish. <laughs> it's short-ish. It's shorter. It's shorter. Right. Right. Um, it, it might be like 212, not 213. <laughs> right. So... Um, yeah, it's it's really good. I really like this um, Prince Ashitaka. I I really dig his character. I love 
like the idea of this curse that's on his arm that tries to control him, and he's always constantly fighting against it. Uh, again, like the only knock I have was like um, the length of the movie, uh, right. some of the voice casting choices, um, Billy Bob being the biggest one that kind of sticks out to me. Yeah, I can um, see that. Yeah. Yeah. Aside from that, like it, it really is a good movie. It's just hard for me to recommend, uh, you know, for something that it's like, um, you know, my heart's not in it. You know, I don't love it. I just think it's a it's a really good movie. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, it's, it's interesting because I mean I know I know I suggested this because uh, of my own feelings as far as like what you know how, how much I enjoy this this movie. Um, but I'm, I'm at least I'm glad for somebody who's casual. I didn't I didn't realize that you weren't interested in anime or th- don't know much about it or you know. Oh, and that's a, why I agreed to it. You know, because I I I thought it'd make for a good conversation. Okay. And um, you know, I try to keep that. Uh, uh, I try not to like if somebody picked a movie and I was at least interested in it. And if I hadn't seen it, I'm not going to mention it until I start recording. You know, just to be like, yeah, this, this is definitely one I missed out on. Right. Um, but I, you know what though, um, mm-hmm. I would welcome like a live version of this. You know, ah. just how just how Disney has been doing um, with their live uh, adaptations of these animated movies. I would love to see this in movie form. Um, you know, with uh, obviously the right casting because all the visuals are right there. Mm-hmm. Like if you could just adapt that into live action, like uh, I'll I'll be all for it. And 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 again, like you know, I'm I'm more into regular movies, so I wonder if I can love that more if it was live action. That's interesting because I'm. I, you just made me think that the way technology is now, the way special effects could work, and and again, if you have the right cast, that would make a tremendous movie. Like if you had the right, you know, you have to have the right, you know, I can, I always, I always think, you know, making a, a movie takes so many different parts, you know, you have yeah. casting, writing, director, uh, you know, whoever's doing the visual effects, you know, the sound, oh, music, score, all these different things have to gel, have to be just right in order for it to, to make an, a good film, you know, I mean, at least they have a good story and, you know, if you have the right person to do the script, um, but I can see with technology now, you can definitely have some great effects that can that can kind of bring these characters to life. You know, when you're talking about the wolves and and the boars and the spirit of the forest and all that, you know, that that would be very interesting. I, I welcome that too. I would love to see that just to kind of get an idea how that would. And and I would think, and if the, we were to do a live action, probably be shorter. I would think. You know. Well, uh, I, actually, no. Um, what do you think would be about I the was... same length? Actually, not even. I, I think it would be longer. Uh, uh-huh. What I'm thinking is that uh, the way it would translate best uh, into live action is if, like, a, like a Netflix or Amazon, uh-huh. HBO, you know, takes this property and makes it like a limited release of like three or four episodes or five uh-huh. episodes. Okay, you know, expand the universe because there's just so much. You know, we can focus on, um, you, you know, Ashitaka's village talk a little bit right, more. Right, absolutely. Because we only like, spent a few minutes on the village. Actually, we didn't. They really there wasn't do. a lot of time. Yeah. Not a lot, and 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 that's okay for 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 this movie. But like, think of how we can spend, um, you know, like one the, like the pilot episode of his town, and then it ending on that town being attacked by the boar. And right. That's your second episode right there. Right. It's the curse, and then your next three is the rest of the uh, the rest of the series. Right. So no, that that would be very interesting. Oh, by the way, uh, my neighbor Totoro is one minute, one hour, twenty eight minutes. Oh wow! So there you go. That's a big cut okay. right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. That's it. that's it. Just an hour and a half. Not <laughs> right. bad. Right. Uh, you got any uh, last um, thoughts on this movie? 
No, uh, I guess, I, I mean, I would recommend it. Uh, but you're right. I think you have to almost kind of have to be in, in the mood or have the time to to be patient with something like this. Uh, I know that at times, uh, again, I'm, I love film. You know, I love movies. So to me, I, I'll watch something like Once Upon a Time in the West, which uh, is an old movie with Henry Fonda. And, and, and it was, it has, uh, I think, like the first five or 10 minutes like no dialogue and still shots you know so it's oh, wow. like it, i mean it's so to me that something like that doesn't doesn't bother me you know so that's just like uh, you know but i can see how uh nowadays it's a kind of it would be a tough pill to swallow for some you know as far as watching movies you know that talk about trying to get let's get into some action not that that film doesn't have any action because it does it's a western oh yeah um but the, i i know the the first shot is it's almost like if if you're impatient, you probably be like, "What the hell's going on? Why is there like a still shot for a few minutes?" You know, of this like Western, uh, you know, part of the country. You know, anyway, or in in the old West. Um, but I would recommend it. Uh, I think it's worth checking out. And if and if somebody out there who's never seen anything by Studio Ghibli or um, uh, by Hayao uh, Miyazaki, uh, try My Neighbor Totoro. Just cause an hour twenty eight minutes is definitely more a story that you can tell that you can watch with little kids. Because I actually did end up bringing it to the school I used to work in with elementary school kids and they loved it you know and in fact one of the teachers ended up buying it because she thought that was a good film to show to to the little ones as far as dealing with dealing with family and dealing with uh, illness in the family and that kind of stuff so that was that was pretty cool um story um so if you want to start with that and kind of work your way to different the different library that that they offer and I always feel like they always have a almost like a um a story that isn't just a story they they i think try to implement some sort of uh um uh whether it's showing like the the um environment because this is kind of part of like what this is about like you know like technology versus the environment mm-hmm. um or i think how people are treated that kind of stuff so they bring bring some social um aspects of life into their films so that's i think that's pretty much what i have for yeah. it yeah, yeah. Well, well said. I mean, and and you you mentioned it, and I spoke on it, but didn't even really quite say it. But yeah, I just I I wasn't quite in the mood, and and that's that's really all it is. Like I I felt like I didn't really quite um, give the movie like a fair watch, uh, even though I attempted you know numerous times. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I just I have I just have to have the the right head mindset, you know, going into this movie. Uh, I do want to check it out again. Um, I think I'll at least watch it like one more time, but I would definitely welcome that live action um, idea that I had. So if Netflix or whatever, if you're listening, um, right, <laughs> you know, get, get on it. That's I think that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, uh, uh, give but guess give what? Peter some uh, pr- pr- uh, some uh, executive producer uh, credit a percentage. <laughs> yeah, a percentage. Right. You know, help out the show. You know, right. throw some money our way. Um, but I did solicit some feedback, so I got a listener's feedback. Oh, oh, surprise. I'm surprised yeah. right now. That's awesome. Okay. All right, so let's get into that. Mm-hmm. I've got something for you. A letter. A letter for me? Okay, so yeah, I didn't. Um, I usually don't put out like a thread for my uh, movie podcast or anything like that. But this one, 
um, just because it, it was something different, you know, an anime.、Mm-hmm. And、um, we have a mutual friend that is into、uh, these type of movies. And I reached out to her. It is M from the Liquor Run podcast. Oh, M. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. So she,、um, she was on Week Out Five doing top five、uh, Disney animated movies.、Mm-hmm. And I think on that podcast, she mentioned something about Studio Ghibli. And I remember going to like a Disney store one time and I saw like all the DVDs from that studio and I took a picture of it and I sent it to her. And she was like, oh, yeah, I own most of those movies. And so I reached out to her and I told her that you and I would be recording、um, a review of this movie. And she sent in feedback. So this is from her.、Uh, she says, hey guys, I'm here. So y'all decided to dive into the great Hayao Miyazaki's stories, huh? Well, make sure you strap yourselves in and be prepared to go down a wormhole of awesome. <laughs> At least that's what happened to me, lol. Princess Mononoke was my first Miyazaki Studio Ghibli film. It came out in the late 90s, I think, so I was in middle school at the time. It's one of the more gritty movies dealing with the effects of humans destroying and contaminating the environment. There's blood, war, and more adult themes, if, I, if I'm remembering it correctly. Come to think of it, it's probably a movie my middle school self shouldn't have been watching, lol, <laughs> along with a lot of other anime. But it did light the passion of my love and admiration of Miyazaki's writing and the animation style of his works. The animation in the movie is really well done for a 90s anime. It still holds up a lot of the newer stuff out.、Uh, than, I think she means than other、uh, newer stuff out today. Right. Studio Ghibli films are pretty timeless, in my opinion, which makes them even more amazing to watch and geek over. During a trip to Japan、uh, on last year, I went to a mall that had a Studio Ghibli store. I almost lost my whole damn mind. They even played the theme songs from the different movies over the speakers. It took everything in me not to burst into song in Japanese, mind you. So I just hummed and gave them all my yen. LOL. But, anyways, since Disney bought the rights to distribute the films, the dub version have pretty solid cast too. Jada Pinkett Smith and Keith David are in the movie if you can recognize their voices. If you guys are open to suggestions, definitely check out Spirited Away and my personal favorite, Howl's Moving Castle. There are a ton of Miyazaki films, both well known and some pretty obscure ones too. So you won't be lacking for content. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on the movie. And if you guys decide to re- review more, take care. Cool. I so, would have lost my mind、you. at that store also. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see what inside of one looks like. I, I, man, I would love to see that.、Uh, that's a, that's a good, good feedback. Thank you, Am.、Uh, I, yeah, thank you.、Uh, There's a lot to unwind there. You know, that's Allegra's favorite too is、uh, Howl's Moving Castle. That's, we were talking about this since I watched it. You know, I watched、uh, Princess Mononoke again, and she kind of was in and out of the room, you know, checking it out with me. And、uh, she's like, you know, She told me Howl's Moving Castle was her favorite. And I honestly, Spirited Away, I think, is the one that got the most accolades for Studio Ghibli in, in America.、Okay. Um, and that, that one,、uh, it's, it's a beautiful film too, but it's not necessarily my, my favorite story from Studio Ghibli, but it's definitely still a very quality film. So I,、okay. I, I would recommend any, any of the movies. But for her, it's funny that M's first. Uh, introdu- her introduction to it was Princess Min and Mononoke, which is kind of、yeah. like yours too. Yeah, me too. But, but, <laughs> but yeah, she was yeah. a middle schooler.、Wow. Yeah, that's it's pretty gritty. No, it is definitely on the darker side. I mean, there's a, a, a movie that they have called Kiki's Delivery Service, which is about a young wi- a teen witch basically who delivers things. I can't remember, but on her broomstick.、Okay. So it's 
think about that kind of light fare, you know, as far as like story, you know, as opposed to like this one, Princess Minoka, which is like gritty, dark and, and, uh, you know, violent and all these, you know, things involved, you know, anyway, so that's, it's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. W- one of the, the, the things that she said that really stuck out to me is, and, you know, having only seen just this one movie, uh, I, I feel like, you know, just from what I've heard on all accounts, it, it does seem that a lot of uh, Miyazaki's film do hold up because they're probably all like period movies, right? It doesn't yeah. seem that he has like a whole lot of like modern movies. Right. That's uh, pretty much, or even if they're not necessarily um, uh, period pieces, even when they, when they when he goes into a different world, like I think Nausicaa is one that's some kind of almost retrofuturistic if that makes sense um okay almost like steampunk you know or oh, right. where where you have the dress more like of like the the attires more like 1800s but there's like flying machines and kind of you know very interesting oh, okay. kind of a uh uh machinery basically so it's almost like right. the technology is advanced yet they're all they're in the 19th century so it's it's really it's very interesting visually um so he does that a lot i think and and uh like, like the only one I know that's somewhat contemporary is my uh, neighbor Totoro, because that's I think, you know, that came out in like the late '80s, uh, and I okay. think it was released in the U.S. like in the early '90s. So it has more of that. Like, if you see them like driving their car or getting on the train and that kind of stuff, you think, oh, okay, that's more contemporary of that time. But even still, oh, that okay. that holds up pretty well too, though. Um, and I think overall, the the storytelling, the storytelling and the quality of the actual animation, I think, is what kind of puts this studio's work like in the upper echelon of of animated animated works you know to me these guys along with pixar are like top top of their of the animation game and again uh uh uh, miyasaki's retired now i don't know if studio ghibli's gonna come out with any more films or if they have in the last few years but um and i think there's one that i know of the last film that he made i haven't actually not watched which i need to check out but um that's you know to me those are those are the top top studios when it comes to uh, animation yeah so there we go um thanks again m for that uh, great feedback uh you know i don't i don't get a lot of those but again you know i, I don't ask for a lot of them either so um could, could have uh, had anyone better uh send in that so if you want to check out m you know she's one of the hosts over at the liquor run podcast cousin of devin who's been on here numerous times as well um, but that's it. Uh, that's the end of our review. Mariano, I want to thank you again for coming on the show and introducing me to this movie because otherwise I don't think I ever would have checked it right. out. Well, thanks thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, you know, remind the listeners uh, where they can catch you and uh, where they can find you online. Okay. Uh, so I am uh, uh, do some podcasts on TV at My Brain on Core Temp Arts and I do them with my wife Allegra and we cover certain shows and right now the only show we're, that's left at the moment is uh, the FX series uh, Legion which is a trippy show it's really good well acted well I mean it's oh my gosh it's kind of all over the place but all together at the same time it's weird to explain you have to check it out if you can um, and I'm online uh, on the on the group page on Facebook or Temp Arts um, podcast and I am on Twitter uh, at Papa Elefante. That's at Papa Elefante. You can always hit me up there, and I may or may not respond. I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not <laughs> yeah. good at Twitter, so right. <laughs> I'll do you're my still best. you're still pretty new. <laughs> I'm, I'm you're pretty, still pretty new, new to oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, that information will be in the show notes. Uh, should anybody want to reach out to you, uh, may, perhaps uh, invite you on to their shows, talk about some other things too, maybe mm-hmm. maybe some of these other animes that I, I have not seen. Um, but for me, if you want to reach me on Twitter, you can do so on my personal account, which is at Rip Citizen, or my uh, podcast account, which is at Podstalgic, uh, which you can also find at the CortenParts.com, along with uh, Mariano and some of his coverages of TV at My Brain at CortenParts.com. Uh, I'm also part of that group page. You can find us in there, mingle with the other listeners and hosts of uh, the other shows on there as well. So uh, that's all I got. Um, you know, I want to thank Mariano again. Uh, I want to thank you, the listeners, for uh, checking out the show and for your continued support. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to uh, a little movie group I'm a part of on Twitter called the uh, Movie uh, Pod Squad, which is a hashtag. So if you want to check out some some other uh, movie podcasts, you know that uh, maybe you're, you're looking for something new, you can maybe find some new shows out there uh, as well. Um, I don't. I don't think I'm working on anything new. Uh, obviously, we got five, and original remake uh, is currently on a hiatus, but we're looking to come back pretty soon here. And catch me at TV at My Brain, also covering The Walking Dead with my good buddy Dave, who is the host of the one of the hosts of the Super Movie Bros podcast. So uh, that's all I got. Thank you guys again for listening, and I will see you later. Podstagic is part of Cortemp Arts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, movie, and geek podcasts. Listen to some of our other shows like Get Real Movies, Blood, Guts, and Blu-ray, and The Broken Brain at cortempartz.com.